Good afternoon. The Subcommittee for Indigenous Peoples of the United States will now come to order. The Subcommittee is meeting today to hear testimony on H.R. 5549, the Indian Health Service Advanced Appropriations Act introduced by the late Representative Young of Alaska. Under Committee Rule 4F, any oral opening statements at hearings are limited to the chair and the ranking minority member or their designees. This will allow us to hear from our witnesses sooner and help members keep to their schedules. Therefore, I ask unanimous consent that all other members' opening statements be made part of the hearing record if they are submitted to the clerk by 5 p.m. today or the close of the hearing, whichever comes first. Hearing no objections, so ordered. Without objection, the chair may also declare recess subject to the call of the chair. Hearing no objection, so ordered. As described in the notice statements, documents or motions must be submitted to the electronic repository at hnrcdocs at mail.house.gov. Members physically present should provide a hard copy for staff to distribute by email. Please know that members are responsible for their own microphones as with our fully in-person meetings, members can be muted by staff only to avoid inadvertent background noise. Finally, members or witnesses experiencing technical problems should inform committee staff immediately. I will begin by recognizing myself for my opening statement. I am honored to recognize the legacy and work of the Dean of the House, Don Young, who was committed to fulfilling the trust responsibility to provide health care to American Indians and Alaska Natives. Today, we will hear testimony on his bipartisan bill, H.R. 5549, the Indian Health Service Advance Appropriations Act. H.R. 5549, which will authorize advance appropriations for the Indian Health Service by amending the Indian Healthcare Improvement Act, meaning, basically, that IHS could receive appropriations for two fiscal years in succession. IHS is charged with serving 2.6 million American Indians and Alaska Natives with health care, including many of the communities I represent in New Mexico. Earlier this Congress, this subcommittee held a hearing focused on federal facilities that serve tribal communities. During that hearing, we discussed the impacts of inadequate facilities, inadequate funding, and the limitations they provide for healthcare due to the lack of this federal funding. I was glad to see President Biden's budget request include mandatory funding for IHS to meet these needs. Now, we in Congress must act. Today's hearing will focus on how the current status of yearly IHS appropriations burdens IHS, it burdens tribal governments, urban Indian organizations, and the American Indian and Alaska Native communities they serve. It has become a practice for Congress to fund the IHS and most federal agencies for portions of each year through continuing resolutions, or CRs. The continued use of CRs limits IHS activities, and longer term, inhabits the planning that is necessary so we can have an efficient use of resources. Additionally, when government shutdowns occur, which sadly, they occur too often, the fiscal burden is not on the federal government, it actually falls on the tribal governments 
which must either cut services or use their own funding to cover federally funded programs without the expectation of reimbursement. During the 2018-2019 shutdown, IHS was the only federally funded healthcare entity to face funding gaps. That's inequitable and unacceptable. It is no secret that IHS has not received full funding and that even before the COVID-19 pandemic, the last time IHS received a full year appropriation on time was in 1997. 25 years ago, a quarter of a century has passed without the IHS receiving full funding. That's why our hearing today is critical. H.R. 5549 will ensure IHS has the funding to adequately provide American Indians and Alaska Native health care and cover the counts of the Indian Health Services, of Indian Health Facilities, contract support costs, and payments for tribal leases despite CRs or government shutdowns. I want to also thank Representative McCullum, who I know who has led on this issue cycle after cycle, year after year. When our esteemed colleague, Don Young, laid in state, I was asked by many that day, what was he working on? What did he want to see pass? This was one of the things that Representative Young, our esteemed former ranking member, was dedicated to. He had pursued this issue for years. I want to honor his legacy because it's not just his legacy, it's his commitment to the health and welfare of our Native American citizens to whom we owe this obligation. I believe this hearing today honors that legacy and passage, passage of this bipartisan bill would honor his years of work. I call on my colleagues who spoke so eloquently of his work in this hearing room just a few months ago to honor this legacy and to support this legislation. I thank our witnesses for joining us today and look forward to our witness testimony and the questions we will be asking and getting answers to. I now recognize Ranking Member Obanolti for his opening statement. Well, thank you very much, Madam Chairman. Uh, and let me say I join the chair in being very glad that we're having this hearing today on a bill that was so deeply important to our esteemed uh, and deceased colleague, Congressman Young. Uh, Don was always deeply passionate about Indian country issues, and this is one of the priorities that he had, was to make sure that IHS uh, always had appropriate funding. And as the chair mentioned, uh, Congress often does not do a graceful job of getting through the appropriations process, and that's putting it very charitably. Uh, you can imagine the frustration that occurs in uh, Indian country when IHS is not funded and a government shutdown occurs, and they are told that rather than fulfilling our trust responsibility to those people, instead we, we tell them to wait until the government reopens. Uh, it really puts them in an unacceptable situation. It's a violation of our duty towards them, uh, and uh, it's something that, that Don was, was passionate about trying to address. So this bill, H.R. 5549, would authorize advance appropriations for IHS. In the first year, would authorize uh, up to two years in advance. In subsequent years, it would be a year of advance appropriations. Uh, what I think Don was trying to do here is to strike a balance between 
mandatory appropriation where Congress is completely out of the picture uh, and the situation that we have now where uh, year by year we have these uh, frustrations that occur when authorizations are not passed on time. So this is uh, trying to strike a balance between those. Uh, we certainly have still a very important oversight responsibility, not over only towards the funds that we appropriate and the overall balance of our federal spending, but also and equally importantly towards our oversight over IHS. And so uh, I think it's appropriate the, uh, the solution that Don uh, has come up with here. So I'm looking forward to the testimony from our witnesses and again, express my appreciation to the chair for uh, honoring Doug's legacy, uh, Don's legacy today. I yield back. Thank you, uh, Ranking Member Obernolte. I would now like to recognize the chair of the full Committee of Natural Resources, Chair Grijalva. Thank you, Madam Chair uh, and, and, and the Ranking Member. Uh, Don's piece of legislation is very important. And, and, and through the trials and tribulations of what happens in this Congress, you know, uh, we're up against a clock now in terms of getting this done. And, and also, I under, so I look forward to working with both uh, you, Madam Chair, and the ranking member, how we expedite it after this hearing, how we get our part done, and, or the conversations that you might need to have with other committee chairs in, in terms of appropriations in particular, obviously. Uh, be glad to assist with that as well to also move it in that process. It, you know, it came in the Senate companion, figured that was it. Um, they need, if appropriation needs specific uh, action by this committee, then I would hope that we could work together to get that action done as quickly as possible. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's an unnecessary hoop at this time. But nevertheless, I, I don't want to jeopardize this thing going forward uh, on something like that. So thank you very much, and I appreciate the hearing. Any. Any comments I have and things for the record, I'll do when it's my opportunity to question. Thank you. Yield back. Thank you, Chair Gihalva. Now I'd like to tra transition to our first panel of witnesses for today. Under our committee rules, oral statements are limited to five minutes, but you may submit a longer statement for the record if you choose. And I thank you for the statements that have been submitted. Uh, when you begin, the on-screen timer will begin counting down and it will turn orange when you have one minute remaining. I recommend that members and witnesses joining remotely lock the timer on their screen. When you go over the allotted time, I will tap my gavel and kindly ask you to please wrap up your statement. After your testimony is complete, please remember to mute yourself to avoid any inadvertent background noise. I will allow the entire panel to testify before we begin the question portion of the hearing. The chair now recognizes Ms. Fowler, who is the acting director of the Indian Health Service. 